0: Hey guys, welcome back. This is another episode of Blunt Crayons. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. Uh, Dull Crayons. We used to be Blunt Crayons. No, Dull Crayons. Dull We used crayons. to be Dunce Caps, but then that didn't work.
1: That did not work.
0: Now we're Drunk Crayons.
1: Drunk Crayons, everybody. Welcome back.
0: Crazins. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we're, we're back and, uh, we're, here to dispel the myth this week of uh, sort of the, the Mozart intelligence uh, the, the thing where it's like you you let your baby listen to Mozart and then uh, they become a genius. This
1: is a, this is a funny one because I, I have some personal connection to this in that uh, you know uh, by the way I'm Gabriel Zuger of course along with my co-host. Uh, I'm Julian Ambler. Did, we didn't do that, right? Or did we no, do no, that? no, we didn't. We didn't do that, so we are now introduced. But I have a personal connection to this in that when I used to babysit, there were certain children whose parents would leave the classical music on. Like, I don't know what radio channel it was that just plays classical music all day long. It must be an AM channel. But they would leave it on for the child. And I thought, okay, like, that's, that's cute. Um, I'm not sure what the intent here is. But apparently this has been a myth for, like, the last, really, I'd say over 20 years. That if you play classical music for your child, whether they're, like, conscious or asleep, it will somehow make them smarter.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, Which, uh, it turns out, is not true at all. The original study was done with college students and it was with specific mental tasks. There was a very short window of mildly improved, uh, you know, fulfillment of those tasks. Um, but it didn't like make them smarter in the long run. It just gave them a tiny little boost in the moment when they were doing, uh, You know those tests during the study um and somehow it got warped into being a thing about babies um and also like a spawned multiple you know books um you know talking about the connection between you know playing classical music for your young child and intelligence down the road which
1: uh yeah i mean
0: i guess so, and, and that was you the, a real living at a pseudoscience
1: yeah and that so that was the original study the original study was on college students and it only lasted for like you're saying a 15 minute window tops in one area or another but not across the board intelligence heightening and since then dozens of studies have been performed and all of them come out inconclusive in this yeah I, like so the college so, student
0: thing might not even be
1: true I mean, it, it might not even, right? Yeah, yeah. They, there might have been others that, that go directly back to the college student one and find that it doesn't work. It's incredible how these things come about where it only takes one that people really want to hear to drown out, you know, 50 others that are saying the exact opposite. You well, know, yeah, I go back, I go no back. shortcut
0: to intelligence. Well, there's no
1: shortcut to yeah, intelligence.
0: Just eugenics.
1: But I, just eugenics. But I go back to the the, uh, the old theory of, and it's not that old, it's actually quite recent, that um, vaccinations are what cause autism, right? Which comes out of one study done in the UK. And everybody knows
0: vaccinations make your kids retarded.
1: Exactly. It's not autistic. Let's get it straight. The terminology is out there, people. Really. Please. And
0: by that, I mean uh, chronically late.
1: Uh, right. Slow. Slow- To be punctual. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That
0: like, uh, you know, everybody, you know what they say about vaxxers, they're, they're on island time.
1: (laughs) I have heard that before. I can confirm that. Yes. But yeah, the, the, this autism thing, uh, not this autism thing, like autism came out of this study, but the idea that autism comes from vaccinating your children comes from one shit study done in the UK, which, like, didn't... Which, I, I actually, I do think it did proclaim that. But then, again, dozens of studies have happened since then that completely debunk it. And the author of the study itself has come out and said, Yeah, you know what? I didn't do my due diligence. Like, actually, I was making leaps in judgment that really weren't there. And yet, you still have people, you know around the country, I can't speak to the rest of the world, opting out of vaccinations because they think that their, you know, child will... They think that that's how you catch autism.
0: Well, you know, to be fair, you're asking me to weigh all of these many, many these scores of studies uh, that suggest something I don't want to choose to believe against a single study that confirms my beliefs so you know if...
1: you're right that is a hard choice yeah I can I, I when you put it that way Julian I can totally understand where you're coming from man mm-hmm. I don't know how I could have been so blind to it frankly
0: yeah Yep. Yeah. uh it's just uh does my desire count for nothing in the scientific method does my uh you know my my personal enjoyment of the feeling of like feeling like I'm right and the world is wrong. how is that not a step in the i mean you and, and
1: i medicine? you you and i let's be let's be clear to our audience out there you and I have always been agreement that it's more important to feel right than to actually be right right I mean like. It doesn't matter if you are or aren't right. What matters is that...
0: I think you're confusing right with loud. It's more important to be loud than be right.
1: Oh, well, I, but I've always known that. I, you know, that's... You're a very loud man. I, I can be a very loud man. I've been everybody described... Everybody says it. Everybody, I've been described everybody as the.
0: Says, oh, Gabe, he's the loudest.
1: I've been described as the Owen Meany of my time.
0: The reference, I don't know.
1: Well, he, he... Owen Meany is a, uh... Oh,
0: he was the dictator in Uganda.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Is that... Wait, was that Idi Amin? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were cousins. But, um... Oh. Owen That's Meany- how word scrambles were. <laughs> <laughs> we anagrammed it. Uh, Owen Meany, I, I forget the author now, but he was famously a protagonist who spoke in all caps... At all times. Mm. And that that was to convey his loudness.
0: Mm. I'd rather not. Bartleby the Screamer. <laughs>
1: I, I think that's, I would prefer not to. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> weird that, like,
1: Melville had a character with a
0: catchphrase.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like to picture Bartleby. Uh, it's
0: like every time Ahab failed to get the whale that he was just like Ain't that life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a job. <laughs>
0: Life's a real whale, isn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah, I, I do I like to picture Bartleby wearing the same outfit every day as he Oh, you think okay, Bartleby was autistic. Well I no, I just I just think he was a cartoon character. Because those are the other people that I you know, recognize as having obvious catchphrases do you know like um, things that they go back to all the time
0: i guess it is i never think about that in like animated cartoon well of course cartoons are animated but like in an animated tv show that like the characters never have a different outfit on
1: they never have a different outfit on right yeah
0: it's yeah it's borderline gross
1: oh yeah it it totally is um I did, I did that, I did an experiment once actually back in high school where I, I tried to, uh, first of all, I tried out many catchphrases that, that never worked, um, but, uh, I just had a Rick, I just had a Rick and Morty catchphrase run through my head. Uh, Wubba lubba dub. It was wubba lubba dub dub. (laughs) That was not, that was not one I tried out, but it is one that I wish I had come up with back then, um. But I did try to go wearing the same outfit for a while.
0: Like, did you have multiples of that outfit, or you just wore? You
1: wish day? I had multiples of that outfit.
0: So you just wore dirty clothes. Every I day. just
1: wore dirty clothes every day for a while.
0: Um, well, you guys don't know what Gabe's hair looks like now, but back then it was quite long.
1: It was long, but it, my hair was clean. It was no, just the a clothes, that but line. like
0: I it like sort of grungy clothes would have gone into a whole look
1: exactly oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, listen uh people didn't even recognize that it was happening Mm. or well you used to wear
0: big old combat boots too
1: that's true i did wear those every day i'd have worn those in gym class if they wouldn't have failed me yeah see listen you're describing the outfit that i wore every day for you know Just about a year, probably.
0: I think that's also, like, when you cut your hair uh, at, like, age 18 or whatever, um, and, like, also started wearing, like, not necessarily even, like, different types of clothing, but just not exactly that outfit. Not the vest and the combat boots. It was just like, Gabe has changed so much.
1: (laughs) Well, I think that's when I went from being the cartoon character that I wanted to be to being, you know...
0: Well, also, you're super depressed over at Sarah Lawrence, and not happy. <laughs> oh,
1: it's true. That was those are dark times, folks. Dark times when you cut your hair. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's how Gabe got into Sarah Lawrence. They thought he was a lady. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: was this was back when it was still an all girls school. Yeah, you're a hundred years old. Exactly. <laughs> um, but wait, getting back to our study. So, so people really thought, and I mean, mind you. The article we just read, or the, the, the study we, we just referenced regarding this Mozart effect and this Mozart theory, you know, it, it came out in Vox, it's in a lot of other publications right now, but I'm not going to pretend that this is going to be a widely read study. So there are people continuing out there now to think that playing classical music, and specifically Mozart, for their child is making their child smarter. People have thought that now for dozens of years. Well, and it's I, though, stupid.
0: Yeah, fair enough. But like your tone sounds like it's a dangerous thing that we have to fix because, like, the result of people misbelieving this is just they play classical music for their. Kids. I
1: disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. I think that when when we have a study like this become so widespread and so just like palatable to the to the public at large, to the masses, it says that. Everybody really believes... Because if you even give this a second thought, you recognize this is a magic bullet theory. This is if I do one thing, if I feed my kid the right food, they'll grow big enough to be... Big enough and strong enough to be LeBron James. And if I play my kid the right music, they'll be smart enough to be Albert Einstein. And these things are stupid. There is no magic bullet to making your child... The strongest, the smartest, the fastest, the bestest. That's fucking ridiculous.
0: I think magic bullet generally refers to the Kennedy assassination. It
1: does, but I'm appropriating it here.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know, like, in both of these things that you suggest are, like, mistaken beliefs, like the belief that, like, your kid is going to get... Martyr through uh, listening to classical music, which has proven to be untrue, but is not harmful. And then c- feeding your kid the right food. Um, he might not grow up to be LeBron James, but that's an overall good thing for your kid to eat right?
1: No, Of course, feeding your kid right is a good thing. But again, we're talking about we're talking about one thing, right? We're saying play them one music. And they will get smarter. Play it over and over again, and they will get smarter. If you applied that out, and you said, if I feed my child broccoli every day, they're just going to be bigger. Like, ob- obviously, my point is just that, like health is a good thing. You're, obviously, you're, exposure is a good thing. But, Julian, you tell me this: is it better to eat a variety of foods and get? different types of nutrients or is it better to just eat rice every day?
0: You think the result of this study has been that children have only been allowed to listen to... No, 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 classmates? no, 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 no,
1: no. But you're mishearing what I'm saying again. I think the result of this study is that the American populace is stupid enough to believe that things like this can be the case. So if if you buy this study because science told you at some point that this thing was true, then you'll later on believe that autism is caused by vaccines because you believed in the one study. It's like the TED Talk, the one story theory, right? That if you know one story about a certain group of people, but you only know that one story, you treat that entire group of people that way. Yeah, but
0: that TED talk has been disproven by twenty.
1: But Julian, I want that one to be the one.
0: Yeah. Well, I. My point is just. Yeah, it is totally dumb. um, That like, this obvious falsehood has continued to exist. I just don't happen to think of it as like a super big problem like yeah people should stop playing their classical music if they don't want to but like other than that like uh, I, I don't think this is the thing that prepped uh, the United States to believe in anti-vaxxer stuff
1: I don't think it prepared us to I just mean I just mean it's all part and parcel of the same thing
0: you know the, the stuff that like worries me are like the things like you know that <laughs> myth out there that dangerous myth that in our sleep we eat, eat spiders every year. it has been proven not to be true. You <laughs> still hear it all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that one. That one is definitely annoying. You know, frankly, I when I think about things like that myth, I'm reminded that, uh, you know, growing up, I was always told so many things that seemed to be obvious lies that I started to disbelieve things that were actually true. So, like, the spider myth, right? It, It sounded so stupid. It was like, guys, come on, that's fucking dumb. Like, what if you don't live where there's any spiders? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. If there aren't spiders in your home, how are you swallowing eight spiders? So then when people would tell me that, you know... Oh, when bees sting you, they actually die. Because I started to think, well, what kind of stupid defense mechanism is that? That you attack the person, you're feeling threatened, so you sting someone, and then by stinging them, you're, you know, kamikaze That's a dumbass natural, you know, selection piece right there. So I started disbelieving a thing like that. Based on the other stupid shit people would tell me. I'm sorry, I wasn't... Dead air, dead air, woof.
0: I was looking Big up... Big time. Uh, other dangerous... Well, tell us what you're looking
1: up. Dangerous myths?
0: <laughs> uh, I also
1: grew up where everybody was a hip-hop star's cousin. Everybody was always talking about how they were cousins with Nas and Genuine and really just every hip hop star of the time. Mace. If you haven't put together When I Grew Up, look up those artists and find out now. Let's see. uh, This is taking too long, J-Man. Yeah,
0: no, it is.
1: Uh, Yeah, I have facts on deck.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: I'm gonna. Have, I'm gonna I've,
0: I've just been looking up. Uh, well, so there's the like ten percent of your brain myth. That ten yeah. percent of your brain is made of cheese. No, that's the moon.
1: That's the moon.
0: Um. That Twinkies last forever. That's not true. They do go bad.
1: Twinkies American- go bad. Yeah. This is breaking news to me. <laughs> Twinkies go bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. But. The general public refuses to accept it. Um, uh, I was
1: pretty sure that Twinkies went out of business for a time and only came back into circulation because they were purported to be an uh, apocalypse-proof foodstuff. You know, well, maybe the new ones are. I don't know. <laughs> maybe the new and improved version can last through the the nuclear holocaust that's impending what was it in Zombieland?
0: is that when they find just the truck of twinkies
1: i don't know i know i can't remember that but i do remember there's a, a family guy episode about the uh nuclear winter and their mission is to find a twinkie factory again purporting this myth
0: yeah um Yeah, uh, but back to... uh, Well,
1: let's go... Twinkies would survive a zombie apocalypse. I mean... Yeah. There should be nothing to affect general foodstuffs in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, but I'm saying like
0: 50 years out, they're not going to be good to eat. I agree. Yeah. My my point is that they won't last forever. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Nothing lasts forever, Julian. Entropy reigns.
0: Yeah, but like, if plastic was edible... That would be a fine...
1: A Wait, I like... I like this world in which plastic is edible.
0: I'm just saying that, like, plastic's lasting really
1: <laughs> a That makes me feel like if it were edible, it would also... It would also sustain you for a long time, right? Because it would take longer to digest. It sort of has a long half-life, like...
0: Well, I mean, it is just fossil fuels. There's a lot of energy in plastic. Yeah. We just don't have the, the ability to break it and, down.
1: And entropy is never. En- entropy. I'm back on entropy. Energy is never, you know, created or destroyed. So, like, that shit's still good to go.
0: Well, I mean, in the sense of, like, the. that
1: What as- you're saying is we should burn all our plastics because there's energy in there, right? Yep. And we should use it as a heat source. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you guys heard it here on the blunt crayons. Burn burn your plastics.
0: Everybody's looking for renewable energy. <laughs> we're just wasting all this plastic. We should have Recycling plastic it into new plastic. Don't
1: we should have we should have plastic energy centers instead of uh, you know, dams and and, and wood a turbines. Bunch of people on
0: turbines. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, and then people on bikes. Yeah. No, well, I, I, like, I like I like that one. I wanna keep that one.
0: I feel like SoulCycle should get into the renewable energy... Game. There's
1: no reason that SoulCycle is not hooked up to, you know, okay. batteries that they're recharging constantly. Yeah, they should just... That like, is wasted energy.
0: They should, like, you know, uh, I, they'd have to cut some of their corners, but they should just have places everywhere, drop the price considerably, just so that you, you're constantly filled with people in there, just pedaling away...
1: And you are generating, you know, not enough to run a
0: whole city, but like enough for everybody to run It doesn't a matter.
1: It's a, it's a contribution. You're, you know, we can call it a drop in the bucket, but if you get, how many Soul Cycle locations are there in New York? Why would I know that? I don't know why you would know that, but there's more than 10, right? And there's probably more than five classes a day and more than 25 bikes in each class. Do the math. That's that's something, you know. Yeah, that's a well, definite also, like, contribution to the grid.
0: All the spin classes all throughout the city.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. It's it's a it's a crime against humanity that they're not doing it already. Yeah. And listen, folks, we don't even want to kick back on this idea. Julian is giving you ideas for free. I didn't say no. That. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, folks.
0: You heard it here first. Hold on, this idea belongs to me. Anybody who wants to use it can come see me. I want to
1: date stamp this too, because as we know, copyright needs a date stamp. This is Thursday, uh, November second at uh, seven fifty-two p.m.
0: Yep, Eastern Standard Time, two
1: thousand seventeen. So that is that is a copy. That is a verbal copyright agreement. That property is owned by Julian Ambler.
0: Yep. Um, and so,
1: social security number. I'm
0: not gonna. I'm not gonna put that out there because I'm pretty sure Equifax has already done that for me. <laughs> um, but the. Uh, do you remember when Equifax had those ads of like the CEO just driving around a truck with his?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, Wait, was that Equifax or was yes, that said, LifeLock? It might have been LifeLock. I think that was LifeLock. All right. Um, but that was a great ad campaign. <laughs> and, and for that to exist now where, uh, where, again, as we've stated on this podcast, although I don't know if that podcast ever went out.
0: Can you ever get a new uh, social security number?
1: Like if you lose your card? Get a new card, <laughs> no, like, no no I know but do you do you want a new a new number because you lost your card joanne no I'm just saying like that, when you get a new credit card and it has a like different number the on.
0: guy from lifelock you know he okay is, he
1: put his number out there yeah right and
0: I, my understanding is that that did end up leading to him very frequently getting his identity stolen is there a way for him to like <laughs> petition to get his
1: social security number changed um I I have never entertained this concept. Therefore, uh, because my my understanding is that my brain knows all and that you know everything I believe is true, Same I would matter. have to i I would have to say that can't be done.
0: Okay, that's fair. Uh, I don't. I guess it would be complicated if you could, because you know. It would, like, divorce you from your credit history and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then if you have to go around and start, like... The government has to go in and inform financial institutions that it's changed. I imagine that makes it...
1: It seems like it would be as again. complicated as having your identity stolen, right? Because it it would almost appear to the other institutions that suddenly... There were two people with your same identity, but with a different social security number, roaming the earth. Like, because all your other information would stay the same, but suddenly this thing about you was.
0: Well, I think institutions problematic. Would be, you'd somehow, I, you'd hope there'd be a system. They would all be triggered, and it would be flagged that, like, if this social security wee- number wee- is used wee- with this wee- name, that means that's a fraudulent use. Right. But when did Social Security numbers start? Uh,
1: That would be um, the WPA. That would be the... uh, No, I made that up. That that can't be right. Um, I mean, I do know that, you know, FDR expanded Social Security and that that was, you know, one of his great works. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Mm -hmm. no, it Mm -hmm. feels like that would have had to come earlier... Right, because we're talking.
0: And it's nine numbers. We're so talking
1: early. We're talking late 19th century. Well, just. minimum.
0: For Social Security numbers?
1: Yeah. What are you thinking?
0: I don't know. I feel like in the 1890s, like, birth records are not even a guarantee.
1: I would have said eighteen nineties. I mean, that's what I would have said. That was my.
0: I don't know. It. It feels like it'd be a thing that's more tied to the creation of social security. Keep talking. Um, but I don't know. I. I would guess that it was uh, a twentieth century thing.
1: Also, you know, what happened to me? max
0: out? Uh, on the billion numbers we have available to
1: us. All right, check check it. I may have been righter than I even wanted to be. I have here that Social Security started August fourteenth, nineteen thirty five.
0: But what? When did Social Security
1: numbers? Well, uh, I have here uh, since nineteen seventy two. SSA began assigning social security numbers and issuing cards centrally from Baltimore MD, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So, that can't be right. That doesn't say it specifically about birth, but I don't know. Bummer. It doesn't feel like I'm going to get any more specific on that in uh, this time frame.
0: If we evolved from monkeys, what do you think King Kong evolved from? Well, I... Like a really big human, a prehistoric giant human?
1: What, what is what is the King Kong origin myth? Because the, the Godzilla origin myth is like nuclear. nuclear testing. So, you know, I would have thought that's an Kong easy, logical... King Kong Godzilla by a lot. Well, and what what are King Kong's dimensions compared to Godzilla? Because Godzilla is big enough to topple skyscrapers. I think that King that Kong climbs the, the Empire State Building, right? Yeah, so, but then like
0: you have movies that are like King Kong versus Godzilla, um, and they end up being similar size. So it's it's hard to say.
1: Well, doesn't I mean? his his obvious or his his physical attributes would would lead me to the obvious conclusion that it's some he's some form of gorilla right
0: well yeah but uh, i'm saying if we evolved from things that look like gorillas clearly but we didn't we evolved but, we evolved but we evolved from cow. from
1: chimpanzees or from something in the chimp more along the chimp order of things right were 99.8% similar DNA to chimps.
0: Well, I think some people evolved from chimps, but then some people evolved from gorillas. It's like bigger people. <laughs> <laughs> it tracks. We, which, which were... Uh, like, okay, so like the guy who plays Drax in, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy? I think I definitely evolved from a gorilla. Who's Drax? He's the one with the knives and...
1: Oh!
0: He's got great comedic timing.
1: Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. For some reason I was thinking of Thor. Only because Thor 2 is coming out, right? Or, not Thor 2. Thor, Ragnarok. like, 25. Ragnarok. is coming out. Um, okay, okay. Drax from Guardians of the He's the blue one. And he's... He's ripped. I'd say he's more slate
0: than blue, but he's, yeah.
1: Okay, he's slate. Kind of like veiny or there's tattoos or something on yeah. his body. I think yeah, it's yeah, like yeah.
0: scarification stuff.
1: Yeah, he... Right, He's he's got great comic timing. He's also got sort of a Slavic accent to him. Is that... Would you I characterize... He, I don't think he has
0: a Slavic accent.
1: It's not Slavic? Uh, no. Oh, what would you say that is? I don't think he has an accent.
0: I think he just sort of...
1: There's something about his delivery, though, that's, yeah, uh, it's, a... A, it's that deadpan, like, lost in translation kind of...
0: Well, like, he speaks in a lot of malapropisms, but he... Okay, um, right. He, but he doesn't... He speaks, I think, with an American accent.
1: Well, he's... I mean...
0: And the, the actor is American,
1: well, I understand the actors. I hope you wouldn't speak with an American accent. I mean, that that seems really centrist for a movie proclaiming to be the Guardians of the Galaxy to speak with an American accent when you already know. have the star as being portrayed as a, you know, white, obviously American male. Well, yeah,
0: but, like, I don't know. Uh, Do the other
1: characters speak with American accents?
0: Yeah, like... Bradley Cooper's character, the the raccoon, kind of sounds like a New York y, but
1: So so we're I mean, how does that make any sense? We're what? The 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 raccoon or, isn't a New York raccoon, right? There are a lot of raccoons in New York. But this is a sentient raccoon. Or I mean, I guess raccoons are sentient, but this is
0: uh I don't know if raccoons are aware of themselves. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Something to look into.
0: I feel like it's one of those things that people say only humans are burdened with.
1: I feel like we could have dozens of studies on raccoon sentience, and still people would rather believe that Rocket was actually just from New York.
0: Yeah, but, uh... You know, it doesn't bother me as much as it does you, and that's probably just because I'm not as woke as you are.
1: I guess. Um... We're, that that is that is a big but effort of this podcast is or, to or is, is it less woke to open Julian's it, it, unwoke it, 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 eyes but,
0: but maybe it's it would have been less woke to guess at what an alien accent would be you know uh, you know, just do some weird caricature based on no true alien I see alien what accent.
1: you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You're 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 trying to play off my you know, my willingness to address issues of, you know, race and cultural difference as being unwoke. Well, bravo, sir. Bravo. You've put me in my place. Yeah, go to sleep. And I feel asleep and ashamed.
0: Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about. Other myths. Like
1: that's that's him. a that's a funny one. I mean, especially considering that movie uh, has an obviously, you know, Islamic fascist, uh, not fascist, sorry, fanatic as its uh, main villain. Oh, wow. yes, folks, we case. are still talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he is such a direct stand-in for religious extremists of, you know, all types. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously an American movie, you know, put out for American consumption, people are going to read into that, you know, he kind of reminds them of um Allahu Akbar screaming nut.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, definitely just a fanatic. Wants,
1: he's definitely a fanatic who's just out for destructive purposes, right?
0: Yeah, but actually by the end he's obsessed with power because he's all about that uh infinity stone.
1: That's like sure.
0: You know, he's not suicidal.
1: Uh no he's not, but isn't it the stone that actually kills him?
0: Well I think the stone used by
1: someone else. I see. I see. Yes, you're right. You're right. That is my understanding of it. Yeah. Um uh,
0: but yeah,
1: uh, what are some other myths? Well, there's the, the myth about, uh, you know, left brain and right brain. Like that, you know, if you're a lefty, you are right brained and thereby you're controlled by, I don't know, it's like some logical side of, or no, maybe that's the creative side of things. It feels like... And it if you're a righty, approach. you're left brained and that makes you logical and, and
0: no, I think it's got to be the other way is around. Is it the other way around? Well, because left-handed people are sinister, which means that they think of things in cold, hard I know. logic. But they're also
1: life. they're also clumsy, so that feels like clumsy doesn't really connect with logical and calculating. They're better at writing Hebrew. Yeah. Because it's right to left?
0: Yeah, because yeah. like their hand doesn't smudge as they write.
1: So, yes, okay. That's very sinister. I see. <laughs> I see. I was wondering where we were going with that one. <laughs> it's like, does that mean Hebrews have more lefties or more sinister? Yes. Okay. Well, I just,
0: I, I feel it bad for lefties that, like, have to write English because it always looks like a mess. Even if they have beautiful handwriting, they always have a, their hand covered in graphite. Oh, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's totally insane. I mean, I, I am a lefty. Oh. And, yeah, yeah, I didn't know you didn't know. Well, because we don't we don't uh, tend to uh, publicize these things, because um, we're you know riddled with shame uh, for being lefties, and we don't want to be in those camps ever again. Try to to line up the lefties.
0: Did anybody ever try to force you to use your right hand? My mom no. was a lefty, and as a kid, they, in elementary school, they made her write with her right hand.
1: Nobody, nobody tried to make me write with my left hand, but I, I throw with my right hand, and I, I don't, I don't remember people saying like you should do this. I think it was just a matter of you saw someone seeing righties and and being coached by righties in various sports, and it just feeling easier to do that thing. So wow!
0: Imagine how good you could have been. If you had just known to use your left hand.
1: If I I threw lefty right now, I mean, I could probably, like, pitch, you know, I could probably be, like, a starting pitcher for the Mets. Even if I weren't that good at throwing, I'd still just have have it. Well, you
0: couldn't... Ah, fuck. You need to start as a lefty.
1: I see, I see. But, yeah, this left brain, right brain thing... um, Southpaw. It, uh, you know, uh, uh, the... uh, the myth is that it everything is separated along these hemispheric lines. But uh, according, you know, a healthy brain works across both halves all the time using the connective tissue. So it just doesn't it's one of those things where you don't even need a fucking study to tell you that you're not dominated by one half of the brain or the other. Like I don't know. Because obviously there's important tissue on both sides. The
0: brain's mysterious enough to me that if somebody told me that like people tend to have a dominant side of their brain because, you know, people can actually survive with only one hemisphere of their brain. Which I guess in a certain way goes to your point. Well, but that's exactly what goes
1: to my point that if your brain is damaged the other side of the brain learns to compensate for it.
0: But yeah, but just uh, in general the brain isn't just a crazy organ that, like, you could tell me almost anything and like back it up with stuff that feels scientific, and I would just be like, "Holy shit, the brain's crazy."
1: But that's that's why these myths exist, right? Because because we build, you know, we put the brain on a pedestal, or we put I don't other think it's things. Putting it on a pedestal. No, it is. It is. It is. It's putting it on this. Mis- of course, it's remarkably organ. complex, and we're only starting to understand even, you know, fractions of the brain and the human genome and this, that, and the other. But it is, to some extent, putting it on a complex to say, well, that thing is just so mysterious that I'm going to accept even the craziest pseudoscience. Like, to say that the brain, that we only use 10% of our brain. That's just insane-sounding. Why would we have, why would we evolve, speaking of evolution? to having the brain that we have if we're only going to use 10% of it that's well, simply think, that's I think just the idea stupid of that
0: is at any given time you're only actively using 10% of your brain as in there's lots of parts of it that are dedicated to different things that are not don't have neurons firing which is also untrue but i could see how you could conceivably believe that in the same way that like with your your computer right there are times when you're not running a lot of programs on it and you're using only 15% of the CPU. But, you know, ton- you can run a whole ton of programs before you hit 100% of its capacity. I think. But even s- saying, I, I could understand how someone could hear that from what they believe to be a reputable source and buy it. But then, not bother to investigate. that's
1: fine. But then, but then it becomes this thing, like we said earlier, it becomes this thing that gets so bought out that everybody believes it for all the time. It, it goes to its logical extreme, which is beyond logic, right? To your point, yes, of course, our computer at certain times is only running a certain number of programs and isn't using all of its, you know, RAM, all of its potential. But we recognize that you could max those things out, right? You know your 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 uh, your um, your breakers in your electrical wiring. They're not always using... You're not always using every outlet all the time. But if you plugged a bunch of fucking heaters in, you'd blow the shit out. You'd use over 100% of it. So why would we believe... I don't think why we believe, you're not allowed
0: to use more than 10%. But I
1: think that that's what... No, but I think that that's what it became. It became a thing, like you're saying, it started off as, yes, there are times when you're only using 10% of your brain. And that became... <laughs> A myth so broadened out that it was actually humans only use 10% of their brain I will even back this up I will tell you that in the movie Lucy you know the movie Lucy starring Scarlett yeah, Luke Johansson Besson. by Luc Basson, the principal concept of which is Lucy winds up taking a bunch of drugs that maxes out her brain potential well The neuroscientist, uh, played by Morgan Freeman in that, who's lecturing at a college, says to them, point blank, humans only use 10% of their brain. He's stating that as fact. And that's what people do. They take a stupid ass statement like, well, sometimes you're only using 10% of your brain. You know, like your reptile brain is just keeping you alive by breathing and moving your fucking diaphragm up and down and you're only and pumping your blood and you're only actually using 10% of it. But then they broaden it out to think that, well, that's an all the time thing. Cuz that's the way people are. They want the simple answer to be the one for everything.
0: Really took that being loud is the most important thing to heart.
1: Well, I was also trying to speak fast cuz that's a thing I'm not good at. But
0: yeah, I mean it's not a true thing. It's like no form of it is true. It's all a myth. I just, uh, I, I do understand how with stuff that is as generally mysterious and like, uh, not readily observable to every person, um, that, you know, you hear something,
1: and you adopt it as fact. But why propagate that, right? Because it's not just the sheer adoption of it. It's that then these people who take these facts in are then propelling them through the rest of society by telling them to their friends, their neighbors, their children. And it—that's how that's how these things start. It's basically a goddamn rumor that, you know, got so out of control that everybody started believing it.
0: Yeah, but it's not...
1: That's all it comes down to is rumor.
0: Well, yeah, but... I don't know. You could tell me something. Like, tell me some random fact that I could pick up while hanging out and talking to you. And if, like, I'm hanging out with other people months later and, like, a similar topic comes up and I'm like, oh, you know what I heard? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think it's nefarious. Like, I don't think... You know, people hear things, accept them as facts, and then pass them off in conversation. I... It seems totally normal to me.
1: I, you're... I I I don't know how to... I don't know how to beat that. Uh, Except to tell you that... um, Did you know, Julian, that there are uh, really only... There's (laughs) There's uh, I <laughs> I can't even get one of these fake rumors started. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Uh,
0: I mean, I do think that, like, this... I, I don't necessarily want to go down this road, but it does tie into stuff that we've been dealing with a lot for the past year. Of, you know, uh, fake stories put out online under the guise of them being news and people's readiness to believe them and... If it fits within their view of the world, their uh, readiness to pass them off.
1: Well, after. without without going too far into them, because I understand your your reticence to go there. That's that's you know not who we claim to be as a podcast. We're not going to go terribly political here. But Pizzagate, we're we're referring. I mean. At least to some specifics, to PizzaGate, Pizza which gate is one of my favorite gates. Well, PizzaGate, I think we have to say, is the best gate at this point, and and I know you and I have had off-air discussions about the overuse of gate as a suffix to add on and appropriate any cultural phenomenon that is of a negative context. You know, I want to
0: switch it to Ghazi, but uh, yeah, so ga- reference Benghazi.
1: Well, okay, so let's talk about Gazis that work there. Because obviously we don't want to mess with... Pizza Gate. Gazi. No, no, no. We yeah. don't want to mess with Pizza Gate. We don't want to mess with Pizza Gate. Gate works there. But what about like Bridge Gazi? I love Bridge Gazi. Or the recent thing in Charlotte, Neo-Nazi Gazi. Nazi Gazi. Nazi I love... Uh, just shorten it. Nazi Gazi is... Nazi Gazi. Nazi Gazi is really simple, really elegant, and I think... You know, you could you could hashtag Nazi Gazi right now. That that goes out live. You heard it here first again, folks. IP uh, copyright. Uh, you know, November second, eight fifteen. Julian Ambler, Nazi Gazi. What's another Gazi we can? I mean, what water Gazi? Do we go to water? Oh, we're, going water going Gazi? Back.
0: we're We're pre <laughs> we're rewriting history. Um, Arnold
1: Gazi. Um. Uh. 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 Uh, uh, What what are other things we can. Pearl Harbor Gazi? That's not really like a. That's That's not a scandal. scandal. We need a scandal. I see. I see. Um. Uh, Reynolds' Pamphlet Gazi. What? That's a Hamilton reference. Oh. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> 1776. Yeah,
0: I've never listened to the songbook from that.
1: Yeah, I, uh, you, you're the first person, I think, to, to say that to me. Everybody else I've spoken to is like, who may or may not have seen the show themselves, has listened to the songbook.
0: Well, I I had a buddy who was in the show, and like I had hoped to go see it, um, and so I was just like, oh, I'll I'll hold off, and then it just never worked out that I went to go see it, and so like, then like by the time that happened, like it was past. The craze of it. Wait
1: a second. Wait a second. Was this a person in the in the original cast? Yeah. So you're saying you have a friend who's in the original cast, who therefore must be in the original cast. No, no, no. he was soundtrack. a soundtrack. He was a swing. Okay, so he was he's... a swing. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, and, and also you... he has a
0: piece of it.
1: Uh, everybody who was there from the start
0: has like gets royalties from the show. No. Yeah.
1: That's he- dope.
0: Like, they think, like, he, even him, who was a swing, uh, like, for, like, the next, you know, like, 20 years, he can sort of count down, like, an average of, like, $40,000 a year, just from...
1: That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Which, I don't know how that could be true, but that's what <laughs> he told me. But wait, we're not we're not saying that's true of all Broadway musicals, right?
0: No, I think it was a We're saying a this very is unusual, something,
1: where, this was an unusual uh, they, contract that, you I know, Lynn and other with people, the original wrote producer
0: it up. where uh Lynn Manuel Miranda sued him and the result was the this royalty deal. And so I think generally like if the contract had been negotiated Normally, Mm -hmm. you know, certainly a swing wouldn't end up with royalties from the show, but uh, something happened with, uh, however, they decided to settle the lawsuit.
1: So we're saying we're saying that people in the original swings to the musical Cats are not receiving royalties as a result of the Cats Revival.
0: I don't think so, but I also will admit that sort of Broadway contracts are
1: not my area of expertise. How many times have you seen cats, Julian? As a New Yorker? I've seen it once. <laughs> you really have seen it once? As a little kid. Cats is one of those things that for me, growing mm-hmm. up as a New Yorker, mm-hmm. I I always wanted to do in the back of my mind, but because my parents I didn't want to. Oh, I, I, I did. I mean I sell so many commercials for King, it. Which I liked. Oh, see, I still haven't seen the Lion that's King. I'm ashamed to admit that. Broadway thing about cats. That is and... a Broadway thing. But I was going to say there are some things that actual New Yorkers sometimes won't even admit to never having done. I guess Cats isn't one of them. But for me, it's it's one that's like, come on, Cats was always there. You didn't see Cats. I've never been to, to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. yeah, I've never been to Liberty Island. I've been to Ellis Island. I've been up the Empire Same. State Building. You know, I've never been to Liberty never Island. Never been, I to, Liberty been Island.
0: to Ellis Island. I. <laughs> uh i've never been to top of the rock um no just i've
1: never been to top of the rock the bar at the top yeah of the yeah yeah well that's another one uh, connection like i i had somebody who worked at top of the rock and i still managed to not go i'll well, allow you, have to get, All like, like, you and hamilton i know right. yeah no thank you you um, have to like wait in line for the elevator i mean come on
0: what haven't i done that's like it. A-
1: You've been to the Thanksgiving Day Parade? Uh, no, not in person. You've never... See, there you go. That's I mean, that's another thing. It happens every year. It's here. You grew up here. Never been.
0: It seems miserable, though. Oh, it is. Yeah.
1: Don't get me wrong. I, I've well, gone as a kid. I've gone as an adult. It is truly miserable.
0: That's another thing that I had a friend... Uh, like, the, a person I was you had, dating... You had a balloon holder? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, she person I was dating <laughs> was in... Uh, performed in it. and I
1: Performed? Uh, like on a float?
0: What? I don't know if they were on a float. But Lauren, she was in one of the...
1: Oh, yeah, 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 sure. So down, performed down by Macy's. Like out in front of Macy's. They must have done that Yeah, show. I guess I definitely yeah.
0: do the whole walk.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They
0: don't do the whole walk.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, right, exactly. So, And yeah. knew somebody, still never made it. Yeah, that yeah.
0: year I was in San Francisco for... Thanksgiving?
1: For better things, I'm sure, yeah. than the parade.
0: Yeah, no, but it was, uh. Yeah, I I just do not care.
1: How about the Halloween parade?
0: I have been to that.
1: There you go. That's a good one. But
0: I went to that one as, like, a teenager.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's more fun like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's rowdy.
0: Though, also, like, if the Halloween parade went right by my house, I would totally love that.
1: Sorry, which one? The Halloween parade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... Well, what if the Thanksgiving Day parade went by your house? Would you totally love that? Sure. That'd be fun. Like, if you can do it watching it from your apartment, that's awesome. But that's not the same... I mean, that's... That's not the same as going to it. That's just... You know, that's just cheating. When you look out your window at the I don't New York Kansas City Marathon, like, you're not supporting the runners. You no. just happen to live along the route.
0: Oh, you think that the thing about going to the Macy's Day or Thanksgiving Day Parade is
1: supporting the parade? Absolutely not. But I do think the thing about the Halloween Parade, the Village Halloween Parade, is that you're a participant in the parade. Like oh. there is like energy that you bring to the parade.
0: Well, yeah, but I'd hang out on my fire escape you know have a drink watch all the weird stuff go by so that there were
1: so talk to me about this then that well, uh, i was at the uh, the women's march uh, back in november 2016 in um, dc no in in new york city um and there were some there were some people on a balcony overlooking the march people on a balcony uh throwing like and roses that's <laughs> fucked up <laughs> throwing <laughs> rocks Throwing eggs filled with nair down on on the crowd. Can you believe oh, shit. it? Oh I mean, that's nair. Super creative. Wait, do you not know the eggs filled with nair thing? No. Oh, that is such a New York hood uh, Halloween trick. Is to you you crack a little hole in the egg, you right? Drill you a like tiny hole, drill you drill hole. a tiny hole, you drain it, and then you fill it with nair. And when you throw it at the person, they're it burns. Air just, yeah, it's like a chemical peel all over wherever it hits.
0: Right. Like, it's like a really unpleasant and harsh chemical. Yeah. That's fucked up.
1: I know it's fucked up. That's, That's why I used to have my bag inspected since I was like 10 years old going to school on Halloween.
0: Oh, wow. There's another New York thing I've never done.
1: Another New York classic. I don't
0: know. I mean, I'm not saying that there are true participants in that. But they march. were throwing down. They were but throwing the, flowers. But, they were throwing roses. Nice. But like, it was it's nice. Supportive.
1: It felt supportive. But like, but that also feels separatist. Like you're supporting from afar. You're somebody who like believes in the idea of freedom, but isn't gonna be there on the front but you lines admit, for
0: it. A political march is much different from like. A parade.
1: Of course, it's different than a parade. I was just trying to get your your view on you know levels of participation when it comes to you know New York events.
0: Yeah, uh, and you know if the marathon went by my apartment, I would watch the marathon from my apartment. I wouldn't. I might go down briefly if I knew someone running it. I might try and go down at the time that they'd be running by, maybe, but. I, I
1: Boy, didn't... you really couch that in a lot of mites and maybes. Yeah. It sounds like I you actually, actually might I feel not like, go down but I feel like even I, if you knew somebody was running in it. I feel like from my fire escape I have a better view hey, look, of the marathon than Julian Julian, listen to me. As somebody who's run plenty of marathons but never the New York City Marathon, they don't need another fucking spectator. They got too many fucking spectators as it is. They also have too many fucking runners as it is. It's a shitty race. How
0: many people run it?
1: I want to say it's about fifty thousand.
0: And how many people run the Boston?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing compared to that. But but, but that's the because Boston... the New York Marathon lets walkers in. But the like, right? Boston it's not... Marathon,
0: like you have to, the qualifiers are much. That's what harder, I mean. Right?
1: Well. Not only are they harder, you you're saying qualifiers as though New York has qualifiers. It doesn't have qualifiers. You have
0: to have like participated in a certain number of roadrunner races and stuff like yes, that. Yes, and by
1: participated in a certain number of races, they literally mean you had to have walked the course of 9 races and volunteered at one race. Uh, you don't have to be anything or anybody to be in the New York City Marathon. Which is why they wind up with this bloated figure of, again, I I think it's something close to 50. I know the Brooklyn half is 25,000, which is already too many, and that's not even close to the, you know, stakes of the New York Marathon.
0: What's the prize money for the New York Marathon?
1: I don't know that there is prize money.
0: If you win the New York Marathon, you don't get any money? Julian, there are
1: lots of races that have zero prize money on the line.
0: Yeah, plenty of, like not famous giant marathons does boston have prize money
1: I I really couldn't tell you if boston has prize money I I I it is it is my belief that there are more races out there again as a runner I and I'm I People could could. But I'm saying specifically. You can you can email me. Marathons. No, you can you can email me later if you have better knowledge on this and you um, want to say Gabe, you're wrong. Actual, if I'm you want to sure actually me later and fact check me later. No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying the audience at home can email me later. But my my belief is that's that
0: Zuger 2001.
1: <laughs> Don't, no 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 no. Hotmail Gmail. Uh, and if you uh, my my belief is that there are more races without prize money than races with prize money.
0: Oh, I would definitely believe that. I'm just saying that the New York Marathon is one of the most famous marathons in the country. Yeah. In a major city. Yeah. Uh, you, I would just expect it to have prize money. Yes. Yeah. Just in the same sense of like, I don't know, like, uh, their stars survive off of like, Right. Winning, like, money at, like, uh, track events constantly going on, right? They get prize money. I well, but,
1: I, I mean, I, I, I can't speak to track stars, but when, when you are a person who is capable of winning the New York City Marathon, the Boston Marathon, the Chicago Marathon, Berlin, any of these things, you're somebody with sponsorship, right? So you're not dependent on prize money in the same way that uh, a, a, a number one golfer, isn't dependent on prize money. But they've got nice. they well, it's nice, it's a bonus, it's beautiful, but they've got consistent dollars coming in through sponsorship, right? When we talk about the Olympics, the Olympics, it's not about prize money at stake. It's Well, yeah, there is no prize. There money. is no prize money, right? It's reputation. You win gold, you win gold across the board, right? You you win it in life because again, Prize money is going to come, not, sorry, not prize money, sponsorship is going to come down. These other accolades are going to, you know, be open to you because of that win. So,
0: I don't know if the person who wins gold for, like, speedwalking, you know, is set for life.
1: I saw a video the other day on, on a uh, running uh, news feed that I get um, that very adamantly proved that speedwalking is a complete farce. Cause what do you know? What do you know as the one rule of speed walking?
0: Uh, at all times, a foot has to be touching the ground.
1: That is the one rule that makes speed walking different from running. And they showed video evidence of like every speed walker at the front of a pack, you know, of you know, you know, track speed walkers in an official event, and slowed down. You can clearly see. Every single one of them has two feet off the ground for every single stride. Like, there isn't even a doubt, a fraction of a doubt, when you slow it down, they're just all fucking cheating.
0: But also, though, like, the, the way that they're walking, right? It, that weird way they walk. That weird gait. Yeah. The fact that they still do, like, six minute miles off of
1: that but is that's, insane. But that, but, but Julian, it, which is exactly why these things have to be fact-checked. That's exactly why you have to slow it down and say, wait a second, they're going faster than most people running. Like, that's crazy. That is crazy time. So let's figure this out. And again, you you slow it down, boom, myth busted. There is no speed walking. Sounds like
0: a solid bookend. (laughs) (laughs) Let's Um, call it. Yeah. We're out, guys.